the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm Dottie Herman. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. And we're talking about homes. And I'm thrilled, as I said at the beginning of the show, to have Stacy Russ. And she's a famous lighting designer. And as I told you in the beginning <laughs> of the show, I don't think people realize how much lighting can affect the look of your home or your apartment. Okay? I am a total believer in it. Okay, and I honestly didn't realize myself until somebody said, you need to have somebody do that, and it made such a difference. So, good morning, good afternoon, we're close to lunchtime already. Thank you for being on our show, Stacey. Now tell us, you are a residential lighting specialist, correct? That is correct, and I wanted to say good morning, and thank you for having me, and I'm so happy that you're a supporter and a big fan of lighting design. Like um, we're we're out here every day trying to make um, a difference and show people because they don't really understand it when they're putting up a big uh, renovation. But I do specialize in residential lighting, meaning architectural lighting for residential applications specifically. And not that many people do that. You'll have lighting designers or in New York City, we have dozens of magnificent much more famous than me, lighting designers, but they specialize in commercial lighting. Um, so when I start my process, I'm really dealing with interior designers, architects, and general contractors, but also the end users, the people that are actually living in the homes, which, you know, they have strong opinions. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's an ex- exciting field. This is my 36th year in the industry. Wow. And it's only getting better and better. How did you get into it? Like, what? how did you get into the whole business to begin with? Honestly, I was in, uh, by, by complete um, chance, I was in college working in the fashion industry. I was working in a, in a boutique. One of my clients was a second-generation lighting manufacturer, um, Remington Lamp Company. I don't know if you remember that name. Um, and they were my clients. They were opening up a showroom in Philadelphia, where I'm from. Uh, they purchased a beautiful historical landmark bank building, and they they wanted to teach me the lighting business. They said, "Would you be willing to learn lighting?" I said, "Sure." And I made the leap, and uh, here we are, many years later. There, that magnificent showroom. If anybody's from Philadelphia, they probably remember in the mid ladies. Uh, 80s till mid 90s. It was called Lehman Lighting. 
Um, and obviously retail is very different, uh, very difficult, and they were manufacturers, so they gave it a go, and Philadelphia is a much smaller market. If it was in New York, we would still be talking about it, but <laughs> in New York, uh, Philadelphia, it was a little, you know, little bit of a, um, you know, less of a, a market, and they decided to go back to their manufacturing business, and I was sort of untethered, and you know, where was I going to go? New York City is the place to be. And I started my business here working in, in um, showrooms, actually Gracious Home. Remember Gracious Home? They yes, moved I do. Me. They, yeah, they moved me to New York in 1994. And to open up their showroom, um, their lighting showroom, which they didn't open until, I think, 91. But um, after that, I worked at Light Forms, Amsterdam Avenue, between 84th and 85th, fabulous showroom, also defunct, but what a wonderful place where I was able to build my book. I built a clientele there, designers, architects. Um, in Philadelphia, obviously, it's a much more traditional market. So in New York City, I learned the architectural part. Here was the incarnation of low-voltage halogen, which was revolutionary at the time. And, and here we are, fast-forward um, 20 years later, 25 years later, we have this another wave of technology, which is LED uh, technology, which is implemented in all of the architectural lighting that I um, specify um, with ease. There's no more flickering. There's no more bad colors. There's no more issues. I'm sure everybody has had some hiccups, um, but I would say there's a solid five to eight years of um, smooth installations, rave you know, rave reviews um, well, and no no maintenance. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us, you know, for the average consumer who, you know, is redoing their house or wants to maybe just bring it up to, you know, redecorate or do it, how important does lighting play in, in, in whether it's an apartment that you're doing or a home? Because I, you know, would you give the consumers and how they would go about even... Because I don't think people realize what lighting really can achieve. Maybe you can talk a little about that. Of course. And I think lighting design, is, in your home especially, is, you know, you know, is very personal. Everyone has it. If you have 10 people, you'll get 10 opinions. But um, once you hear about concepts, and I always start, I basically do three things. I do design, which is actually the placement of the fixtures, which means you know, architecture fighting with New York City apartments, as you know, um, right. that's a craft in itself, the placement of the fixtures. I do specification, which is choosing the fixtures and ordering the fixtures and any communication with the fixtures, because in this LED world, that can get you know, to be confusing. And I do installation. So the communication that I have with, you know, the end user, people living in the home and the design team with the actual installation team the, the licensed electrical contractor, because that's what you need in New York City, um, is of value. Um, people see the results. Um, I talk about resale value. Um, not only people say, I, I say, you know, when they're talking about budgets, I'm like, well, this is, this is resale value. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you something that you may not have thought about before. Um, and people say, oh, I don't wanna, I'm never gonna leave. This is my last apartment. Okay. But in the meantime, you're gonna see the benefits. And part of my service, part of my process, actually, is called a mock-up meeting. So I actually bring fixtures to the space and plug them in and hold them up. When my clients 
experience that mock-up meeting. We talk about color temperature and CRI, which is the, you know, the crispness of the light, the perceived light. We talk about dimming capabilities, which is very important to, to people um, in integration with other smart home systems. Um, and ideally, exact placements, because the placement means, um, you know, the, the, the um, integrity of the architecture and things like that. Um, everyone is enlightened, pardon the pun, but the decisions are made on site. So there's no walking into a lighting store. There's no lighting stores. There are very few lighting stores anymore, which you can say, oh, this looks good and that looks good. There's too many choices. So architecturally speaking, I mean, decorative lighting, you can go to beautiful showrooms, and New York City is is filled with fabulous studios right now. Local design is amazing right now. Um, but architectural, you really need to see in on site. And so, and yes, like you, and I bring that. So yeah. you bring the fixtures actually to a person's house because, to tell you the truth, that is so confusing. You could see something in a showroom, and I had that when I was redoing my home, whether it was wood floors or lighting. You can see in the showroom, and it looks entirely different than it would actually look in your home. Exactly. So that mock-up, and I'm not bringing in heavy glass fixtures or chandeliers, but anything architectural. You know, in my wheelhouse is you know, recessed down lights, art lighting, um, linear, anything linear LEDs. You have choices. People think you walk into a, you know, a, a lighting store or electrical supply place and buy a spool of LED tape and put it in. But luckily, um, we have many choices. Just like we would change the wattage of a light bulb, um, we can change the wattage of a linear tape. And the color temperature and the dimming capabilities and this CRI, which is a, another criteria for purchasing LED lighting. And those, you know, four or five things add up to a, you know, a more elevated installation, a more intelligent installation. And the interior design community are very, um, you know, very happy and very satisfied because I'm elevating their, I mean, they could put the most magnificent, like you said, flooring or floor coverings or, you know, fabrics, but if it's not lighted properly, you know, it's a dud. Well, I think, and and maybe we could talk about that a little bit. I don't know how people really realize how much lighting can change a whole room or a whole aesthetic of something. And so when you're looking at lighting, uh, uh, you not only help somebody on where to place those lights, because that's important if they're placed right. um, do you maybe have a mix of some are brighter, some are less? I mean, the wattage, whether they're yellow or they're white or they're, you know, what color? Uh, what what kind of things do you look at that a seller or a homeowner might not know? Because I don't think that many people, where they look at the lights, wherever they are, they are. And I think exactly. it makes a whole difference. So what's, what are some of the things that you talk to a seller about? when deciding how to do their lighting. And I think it doesn't matter what size the house is, whether it's small or big, right? I mean, you would... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, people hire, bring me in to, to light one painting that they've, you know, waited for forever, and here it is, and I go in, and, and then I have, you know, five-story brownstones and houses in the suburbs and, and everything in between. I would say in my wheelhouse is a typical... You know, Manhattan, you know, I get the calls. I lost, you know, there's a new construction building next to me. I lost my sight line. I have less natural light. We, you know, we all live in 
um, you know, surrounded in a concrete jungle. So lighting design in Manhattan for residential application has been, you know, a gift to someone. It's, it's psychological. I always say I'm, you know, 25% lighting designer, 75% psychologist. I think that lighting brings happiness. I mean, the right going home after a busy day um, out in the hustle bustle and you come home and you have not necessarily yellow light or warmer light or whatever, but the lighting that you achieve, that you want to achieve, the, light, the feeling that you want to come home to. So I give those choices. So we'll, we'll talk about, you know, the concepts. You know, it's always my, my first conversation. We talk about indirect lighting. We'll talk about, you know, different types of wall sconces. We'll talk about, you know, decorative aspects of the job and portable lamps. Um, I hate to say layered light, but, you know, that's, that is basically what's happening. And then with integration, with a good integrator, someone who is your AV guy, they call them, who is, you know, making scenes, um, you could pair those down. It's a, it's a little bit of a, it's not really my gig, the integration, but um, my clients want me in those meetings. They want my opinion. They want to, you know, they want to make sure that, um, you know, they're going to get those choices. And sometimes there are many, too many choices, but we pair them down. Um, you know, I try to be, you know, decisive and with the, well, the architecture uh, well, speaks to me. So when you visit, because I, I am absolutely a believer that lighting can change your apartment's mood. I think it can set the ambience and help to find zones like living rooms, dining rooms, and reading rooms. Well, with lighting, especially studio apartments. So I think some people think, oh, I, I don't have a big enough apartment. But I, I think especially in small apartments, it makes a big difference. Um, of course, I, I do that. And you with, have to use the, mm-hmm. the right mm-hmm. light and fixtures. So when you go into an apartment, again, it does, does, does it have to cost a fortune? Or, you know, does it vary depending on how big your home is and how many lights that you want? Yeah, the budgetary thing is, you know, I have very big jobs with very small budgets and very small jobs with very big, you know, or, or big jobs with, with small budgets and, and small jobs with, with large budgets. It depends. But I'm specifying um, fixtures that are in keeping to the value of their apartment. I'm not specifying commercial grade fixtures, right. you know, unless someone asked me for them. I have, you know, a, rep- a repertoire of you know, hundreds of manufacturers that I rely on, but these are residential friendly. Um, they're, they're, and, they're, and the clients are going to see them in situ. They're going to see the fixtures. They're going to see the color temperature. They're going to feel the, the atmosphere before they purchase anything. But a good a lighting design really requires, it's, it's four, you know, it's basically four expenses. Um, you know, it's my time, which I charge fees, fees for, um, the fixtures themselves, which again, I'm not charging, I'm not specifying commercial grade. They're going to add value to the real estate, not take away. And right. that's been proven. That's been proven over and over again because my clients repeatedly call me back for their next place. Now, then there's the licensed electrical contractors, you know, fees for installation and then plastering and painting because once you poke a hole, um, you know, if you're not doing a gut renovation, you want to bring me in for just a lighting project which a lot of people do you'll you'll have to plaster and paint i'm i'm not going to say that you have to rip open an entire apartment to install um architectural lighting but it is invasive so that's the 
basically the expenses of something. So I maintain my client's expectations from, from the, from the beginning. When I go into the space, I'll tell people, you know, it's going to be cheaper if you do it this way and don't forget about, you know, this would bring more value, but it's going to be a little bit more invasive or a little bit more expensive when it comes to pulling lines or things like that. But you were saying about defining the spaces, like a studio for, for our, you know, for all intents and purposes in New York City, a studio apartment is a, you know, has a foyer, a dining room, an office and a bedroom. And you can define the spaces with lighting. And I've done that because lighting design, good lighting design is very purposeful. So I'm placing the fixtures, you know, like a recess downlight, people would do grids of downlights in rooms. A recess downlight is really very purposeful when you're Would you underneath. Explain to people what? Wait. Yes. Explain yes. to them what a downlight is. Yes, like any a recess downlight is. A, people call them high hats or top hats. Um, basically, a housing that goes into the ceiling and then a trim around the edge and a light bulb. You've seen them everywhere, but the you know the new styles are basically all in one because there is no more light bulb. It's a it's what they call chip on board, which is. Um, you know, there's no light. It's a diode that's internal with a heat sink. I'm not going to get, you know, into the history of, of, um, LED technology, but a recess downlight, when you're standing under a recess downlight, you're in the light. And when you walk away, you're in the dark, meaning it's not necessarily used for general illumination. That's why you see rooms that have 15. Well, why do I need 15 downlights? Because you need that many, uh, you know, pools of light to overlap. So I, in my repertoire of lighting design, I try not to do grids of downlights. I mean, if it's necessary, we'll do them. But there are a lot of other concepts that I speak about during my, my, um, my, my initial consult, my initial walkthrough of the space, and I let the architecture speak to me. And then I interpret that, and I will, you know, throw out the ideas as I go through a space, and that could be art lighting that's indirect, that could be cove lighting that bounces off a ceiling, that could be, you know, linear tape under lighting, you know, furniture, that could be, um, you know, portable lamps. Um, but the the idea is every job is different. Um, well, every right. so art- somebody, somebody wants to call you in, how would they, first of all, what's your website? And how do they get a hold Every, of you? Yeah, everything is under my name, Stacy with an I, Ruiz, S-T-A-C-I-R-U-I-Z. Um, you can Google my name and a bunch of stuff comes up. You'll see me on live. You'll see my Instagram. You'll see my website. But everything is under my name. Um, I'm on Brownstoner. Franklin Report is still a part of um, my repertoire. Do you remember that book? Yes. Yeah, I was I was in the original catalog. <laughs> That's how many years. Oh, yeah, you've been doing so. it a long time. You really know what you're. Yeah. Well, now, should someone say, "Gee," because you know you're talking about brownstones and things in the city? I did <laughs> a house I have out on the island somewhere that I kind of redid the whole thing, and I brought in a lighting expert. And when I tell you what a difference the lights made, okay, now. My builder, because I had a builder who was an architect, and it was, and I had a builder, and they put the lights in. You know, they did the lights, and I said no, but I would like to have. So I, they put the lights where they did, but I brought in a specialist on top of them, 
who did the lights very differently than the actual builders would do. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure your builder was happy to, to know that the end result is, is going to oh. be much more elevated. I do think I do have that issue where contract clients call me and say, listen, my, my general contractor, my electrician, my, my architect who I love so much, they're all offering lighting design, but I have, you know, a gut feeling that that's not their expertise. So yeah. I would like to know how you work and I explain how I work. And then I make new friends. And when I walk into a room, even because I'm getting those calls from end users um, that are calling me that have just a gut reaction that they want better lighting design, when they when they bring me into the to the to the project, it's it's really not. I'm not really stepping on toes. No. Everyone's happy to have me. The contractors are thrilled because I answer their questions. I keep them moving, which is profitable. I keep them profitable. And then the interior designers wind up bringing me into the next job because they don't want to deal with architectural lighting. They don't want to deal with specialty. It's not their specialty. And And they see the the result. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the builders was Mm -hmm. happy. But there was a mistake that I made. I just want to share it with the, the listeners. And the one mistake that I did make is. I had the builder put the lights in, and then after he put the lights in, I had the specialist for lighting come in. So Mm. what I would have done differently if I had to do it all over, before I did the lighting, before I had the builder do the lighting, I would have had him work with the specialist so that I would have not had to move lights around. Right. That that is always the sooner the better. But, you know, in New York City, that's great for a house, a new build in a house. Um, I would say that's only about 20% of my work. Right. I, 80% of my work is in the city, in Manhattan, um, Brooklyn, Long and Island City. With, now. And, you're, and you're dealing with a lot of co-ops, right? And condos and oh, yeah. co-ops. Yes, so co-ops so- and condos. Mm-hmm. Yep, so and, and also concrete, concrete slabs. Yeah. And new construction, new construction buildings where the the beautiful um, the beautiful builders and the fabulous architects that are and designers that are are, are building these you know three thousand dollars a square foot um, um, buildings um, I won't name names or name addresses but the lighting design is the last thing that they um, that they think of and the you know as the design the the engineers or the design team or the the installation team you know, things wind up in the wrong places. So I come in, I fix those. I mean, I, I used to, you know, think about calling the builders to get them, you know, ahead. Um, but they do their own thing. You know, builders, they do their own thing. They have their own opinions. And I sit back and I wait and I get called in to all these new construction buildings in Chelsea, Tribeca, um, Financial District. And I tweak the existing electrical it's not a renovation. It's not something that you have to rip apart. Right. Um, it is invasive, but it elevates, you know, a little bit of lighting design elevates an apartment, a city apartment, a house in the, in, on Long Island. Um, you know, it elevates and, a, uh, and you do it once, by the way. Right. LED technology is not something that, oh, in five or ten years, I'll, I'll change this, I'll change that. Stacey, no, we're is- coming to an end. They're cutting our show early. But listen, okay. I just want to say, Stacey, you'll thank you. You'll have to come back on the show. And if I you, would love it. And remember something, whether it's a small apartment, a big home, something in the middle, lighting makes a difference. And it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money at all. All right? 
We'll be back. Thanks for having me, Daddy. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.